Welcome to Marissa's Wicked Word Nosh, a place to chow down on topics relevant to writers of all kinds. Hello, and welcome to Marissa's Wicked Word Nosh. I'm Marissa, and I don't know what it is but it seems like I just sat down and recorded the podcast I did last week, which was on, good Lord, I had to look it up, using dialects and accents in your writing. I'm probably getting old, both because time seems to fly by so fast and because I couldn't remember what I did last week's episode on. It's really strange how many things we see and read and absorb over the course of any given week, you know? There's just so much out there on actual news sites and social media, in ebooks and print books. Hopefully you're still reading those at least some of the time, although there's nothing wrong with ebooks. Ebooks are fun. And newspapers and magazines on Dead Tree and other podcasts. I listen to a lot of other people's podcasts. Every time I think about how much stuff we have to choose from, I'm really grateful for those of you who take the time to listen to me and the stuff I talk about every week. That's why I try to keep it fairly short. Some of my favorite podcasts regularly go one and one half to three hours each week, and it often takes me a few days to get through them. I realize y'all are busy, and I hope you're taking some time to write, too. Maybe you're one of those people who can listen to podcasts when you write. I'm not. I kind of wish I was. Or even music. I have a hard time even listening to music while I write. But I find if I get too focused on one thing, I can't concentrate at all on the other. Anyway. I mentioned when I did my two-part series on writing in first and third person a few weeks back. I'm not going to try to remember exactly what episodes those those were. Not if I couldn't even remember topic of last week. <laughs> um, I mentioned when I did my two-part series on writing in first and third person that I might at some point explore the possibilities of writing in the second person. You see second person perspective when, for example, The narrator addresses the person or persons he or she is speaking to as you, as opposed to first person, when the protagonist refers to him or herself as I, and third person, when the main characters are referred to as he, she, they, that type of thing. And I decided a few days ago that this episode was the time to do just that, not only because I'm a woman of my word, but because I recently read Caitlin Dowdy's Will My Cat Eat My Eyeballs, much of which was written in second person. If you're not familiar with Caitlin Dowdy, my first question should be, what is wrong with you? Just kidding. But she's really cool, so you should definitely check her out. She hosts the Ask a Mortician series on YouTube and founded the Order of the Good Death, 
and she's full of fascinating stories and unique perspectives on a topic that a lot of us like to avoid. Although, as she explains in the beginning of Will My Cat Eat My Eyeballs, children have a lot of questions about death, at least until they get older and start getting the message that death is one of those topics that normal people don't talk about. So she based this book on questions she's been asked about death, and a lot of it was written in this Q&A format, in which Caitlin, the death expert, directs, directly answers your questions. For example, there's one chapter on whether eating lots of popcorn right before you die will be a good practical joke to play on the crematory operator. And in this piece, Caitlin seems to be talking directly to the person who asked it, who she calls Tib, although I'm not sure that's his real name. In case you're wondering, Caitlin advises against pulling a stunt like this for a number of reasons. She also uses this approach when she discusses phenomena that occur in the human body after death, or what happens to people's pets after they pass into the next dimension and so on and so forth. And I think it's effective, but also necessary for her topic. Because while I don't think she's trying to scare people, another great thing about Caitlin Dowdy is that she's funny as hell, she does seem to think that people need to stop tiptoeing around the topic of death, since it's something we're all going to have to deal with at some point. So I think books like hers show that more things can be written in second person than just instruction manuals and letters. Although if you're one of those people who still writes letters to like friends or family members, I applaud you. I'd like to say I am, but even when I had pen pals, I was bad at keeping up with them. I won't get into that now. But I will say that if you're writing a magazine article, a nonfiction book, or speech, for example, second person may actually be the ideal perspective for you to write from, because it brings the reader, or in the case of, the, of a speech, the listener, into the piece in a way that's much more immediate than the first or third person points of view. It's also a great perspective to use for self-help, advertising, and even for a podcast, much like this one. With self-help books, the reader most likely wants to be personally addressed. They're looking to be pointed in the right direction and want to feel like someone understands and may even be looking out for them. With advertising, the writer wants to bring the reader or listener in because they want to persuade them to buy a product or vote for an issue or candidate or whatnot. Some of the more cynical among you might be thinking, well, that's also the case for propaganda. And a lot of podcasts offer helpful tips to people who are pursuing a hobby or career path or something like that. Hopefully, you're picking some helpful tips up from this podcast. So you may be wondering, if the second-person perspective can be used for so many types of writing, why don't you see it more in fiction? 
That's actually one reason I sometimes think I'd like to see it in fiction more often. It seems like the type of thing where, if you can pull it off, you can create a truly unique story or novel. But that's a pretty big if. I've used it rarely in the fiction I've written thus far, because it does seem like there are some obstacles you need to be aware of before you try using it. For me, the main issue seems to be that with second person, because the narrator is reaching out to you, the reader, you're probably not getting the opportunity to see the main character's internal dialogue or getting inside his or her head as you are with the other perspectives. And as a reader, I'm not sure I like that. The idea of the narrator reaching out to me and bringing me into the story, almost as an accomplice, seems cool at first, something kind of exciting about it. But when I think about it more, I start thinking, well, I'm still not the main character, and that's fine because this book is not supposed to be about me. But I want to know what makes the main character tick especially if they have some undesirable qualities. I want to pick their brains and see for myself if they have any redeeming features. It seems to me that when you're using second person in fiction, you're almost setting up a shield that will keep the reader from doing that kind of exploration. And if that's the case, they're probably not going to care that much that you're trying to bring them into the story. When I look at it from this point of view, the second person perspective seems in some ways like the type of event at which the host is trying to drag introverted old you around and encourage you to hobnob with the other guests, but you'd rather, much rather hang out in a corner and observe, like the proverbial fly on the wall. Some of the resources I looked at in putting this episode together, which I'll include links to in the show notes, don't dissuade fiction writers from writing in a second-person perspective, but they do recommend using it for shorter pieces than longer ones. One reason for that is that the use of this type of pronouns that you need to use for second-person, such as you, your, maybe y'all, can be confusing for readers. Saying another character in a book or story, not the narrator or the reader, has a line of dialogue such as, you need to leave now. Who is the speaker trying to get rid of there? A reader may not be confused by one such instance, but if it happens a lot, having to determine whether you, as the reader, is being addressed or not, can place an unnecessary burden on the reader. Also, as the article from Masterclass points out, second person seems to work best in the present tense. Not only does that place an additional limit on you as the writer, but having less freedom to switch from present to past or future tenses as easily as you might be able to with first or third person perspective 
just seems like it's easier to handle with a shorter piece than a longer one. Still, as the Reedsy blog article I'm linking to points out, Jay McInerney was dissuaded from using a second-person perspective when he wrote his debut novel, Bright Lights, Big City, back in the 80s. And he went against everything he was told, and he did just that. Although I've never read the novel, I don't think I've seen the movie either, I commend his decision to go ahead and write in second person. Because although I recommend you be aware of potential challenges in any type of writing you're doing, I don't like the idea of someone telling me how to write or not to write, or what to write or what not to write, and I don't want to tell another writer what they should or should not do either. If you feel the second person would work best for the story or novel you have in mind, both the masterclass and reads the articles suggest familiarizing yourself with other examples of this type of fiction. In addition to McInerney, Tom Robbins and Italo Calvino, two writers whose works I have read, both succeeded in writing novels from a second-person perspective. The Reedsy blog doesn't just post novel titles. It posts links to short stories written in second-person perspective that you can read online for free. And the Masterclass article even suggests doing something I was advised to do in several writing classes. Imitate. Pick a character from a novel that you know well and try writing a second-person piece as if that character was the reader. So tell me, how do you feel about writing in second-person? Is it something you've tried or something you've avoided? Have any works, fictional or non-fictional, written in second-person, made a particular impact on you? Email me what you think at marissadellefarfalle at gmail.com. You can also subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and Spotify. And if you can take a moment to rate and review this podcast, I'd really appreciate it, as it'll help more people find out about the show. So until next time, thanks for listening. Thanks for all of your support on Twitter, the retweets, everything. I'm always so grateful for that. And go ahead. Don't be afraid to try something new. If that means writing in second person, I encourage you to try it. And I wish you lots of luck. Peace out. This podcast is written and produced by Marissa Dele Farfalle and brought to you by Anchor. Anchor is the easiest way to make a podcast. Learn more at www.anchor.fm. Thank you.